Visit our website at oalaig.org where you'll find three separate speaker feeds with over 200 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, I assume it's Rocky. My name is Rocky. I'm a compulsive old reader. I thank God for my abstinence. Walter for getting me here. And uh, let's see. My abstinence date is February 24, 1993. And my sponsor is Donald Morgan. And my home group is Manhattan Beach, Tuesday, Thursday night, 12 and 12. And uh, I'm here by the grace of God in those 12 steps. Uh, Welcome to everybody, and congratulations on the chips and birthday. And um, I got here in 1987, and I could not get three days. And uh, I went to meetings, and uh, I ate on the way home from meetings. I ate in a car before I got home. I'm powerless over food, and my life's unmanageable forever. And I have a fatal progressive disease that gets worse, never better. I didn't believe it because you told me or the book told me. I believe it because that's my experience. And I thank God for my experience. And that's the only reason I'm here tonight, to share you with my experience. I'm a compulsive reader, and uh, I've been abstinent, which means I've been abstaining for me. Uh, no sugar, no flour, no bread. Three meals and a snack, nothing in between. No sugar, no flour, no bread. One day at a time. And the book tells me what we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on my spiritual maintenance. And I'm not a spiritual guy or a good guy. Uh, I just don't want to die. And so uh, it does say uh, it's either 12 steps in sanity or death. And uh, you don't get to pick. And that's uh, the reason I'm here tonight is to uh, be willing to grow along spiritual lines and get freely of what we find here. And, and share with you what has been solely freely given to me. And the, the best thing I've learned is suit up and show up. The only thing I've uh, gotten out of this program was through action. And uh, willingness and had nothing to do with it, <laughs> i tell you that. Because uh, I had no willingness to come tonight. I just soon be in shorts watching football. <laughs> and my problem is selfishness and self-centeredness. That's my problem. You see, it's not sugar, flour, or bread today. Uh, because I don't have that allergy today. But it's still selfishness and self-centeredness, and it's not going away, which means I have a daily reprieve. So uh, I love the big book. I got uh, sober and abstinent with the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And uh, thank God for OA, because we now have a 12 and 12, 12 steps and 12 traditions. And uh, it's an excellent book, and it was written for us. And... Uh, I'm so glad, and we this one meeting, with, for years, we keep going through the steps and the traditions over and over, and it's always new. And uh, and I love it, but I remember with the big book, we used to just substitute alcohol for food and alcoholic for compulsive overeater. Uh, the principles are the same, as you know, uh, it's a 12-step program, in case anybody didn't know that. Uh, I don't say that facetiously, it's not a 12-meeting program. A lot of people really don't understand that. It is a 12-step program, and that's all it is. This is not the program. This is the fellowship. Uh, the program are the 12 steps and the 12 traditions in the OA book and in the big book. And uh, it all starts with powerlessness. And uh, 
What happened uh, 20 years ago this week, uh, October 13, 1988, I entered an eating disorder hospital in Tucson, Arizona. And uh, I went there for the, the main reason was to uh, maintain my sobriety in Alcoholics Anonymous. I did not want to lose my seven years I was coming up on in AA by taking diet pills or any substance. And uh, that's where I was. I could not stop eating. And um, my uh, cholesterol was 333. And I went in there. I detoxed from sugar and flour for three weeks. Uh, It was a $17,000 program. And they gave me a big book and a food plan. And, uh, and, and taught me how to eat and showed me what a portion was. The only portions I know are boxes and <laughs> bags, you know. And so whatever it is, you just eat it till it's gone or you pass out. And so uh, I'm a hope-to-die compulsive overeater. I'm the, I'm the kind that can't stop eating in hopes he doesn't have to wake up and do it all over again. And so I thank God for what he's given me, what he's taken away, and what he's left me. Uh, I've, the more 12-step, you know, I'll tell you this, where, uh, go to any 12-step program that you have to. Where you find 12 steps in God, it will never hurt you. I've been to six 12-step programs. Uh, and they're different 12-step programs for a good reason. I could not get this in AA. I was angry I could not get this in AA. And uh, I had a lot of people in AA tell me that I didn't need to go anywhere else. That there must be something wrong with my program if I have to go to another 12-step program. I have to be with the experts. I have to be around other compulsive readers that are abstaining through the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. See, I need you. I need a power greater than myself. And I need 12 steps of action. So my problem's on page 62, and the solution's on page 63. <laughs> I, I love the uh, ABCs. We just said it. I'm a compulsive overeater, no human power, but God could and would. God can and will. And the next two words are being convinced. We are now at step three. And it took a lot of convincing for a guy like me. We were just talking uh, before we uh, <laughs> went, Walter and I grew up in the same area, and um, I played a lot of sports, and I had no idea that I had this. I was so active. I was, I was dancing as fast as I could. I had no idea I had a problem. My first diet was at the age of 22. It was tab soda and yogurt. And uh, yogurt back then, you know, I think they only had one kind, just plain, good old rotten yogurt and, um, and tab soda. And I thought, I thought I was a genius for coming up with this. That, that I could lose weight, and uh, and the the object was always to fix the outsides. You know, you lose weight, get a tan, and and get a car and a girl and the clothes. You know, and just put on get a facade, and don't tell anybody what is really going on because they'll think you're crazy and they won't want anything to do with you. And that's and I talk to normies different. I do not talk to them like I talk to you. Because they'll say, hey, you, you know, you're really not like that, or I wish you hadn't told me that. That's too much information. They, they want to hear everything is fine, I'm good, you're good, everything's good, everybody's beautiful, thank God. And uh, I, I did that for as long as I could. 
and and so that's why I thank God for. I come in here and I was able to breathe. You know, um, I've often said, you know, if I die, and they take my stomach and put it in a, a vat of Hagen Dazs, it'll go. Oh, thank God. You know, it's just relief. It's just a swallow away. No, that's Alka Seltzer, but I had to I had to take a lot of Alka Seltzer too. Uh, anyway, I was looking for instant relief. I like instant gratification. I like pleasure. I don't like pain. I avoid pain at all costs. And the trouble with that is um, if I avoid everything, then I, I don't have uh, the good times, too. And uh, if, it, if, if it, the sun was out every day, we'd, just, we'd, we'd bitch. We'd complain about it, you know. Where's the rain? It, it takes some rain to appreciate the sun. It takes some bad Appreciate the good. I have three friends dying of cancer. You want to you know how to live? Ask somebody that's dying. I got my sobriety abstinence in health. I'm way overpaid. If I die today, I was overpaid. I'm sorry. I just really outlived my uh, good use. I've, um, I look back. I was just thinking today. I, I look back on the seconds and inches. I've looked into the eye of the tiger more than once. And... Uh, Cars and motorcycles and bikes and sports and accidents and just stupidity. I used to love to dive. I'd dive off anything. And um, a lot of uh, surgeries. And um, I have, hadn't had any cancer in 11 years. And I don't know why good, you know, good people are dead and guys like me are living, but that's just the way it is. And we're in the world to play the role he assigns. I was born. I got sober. I got abstinent. I'm going to die when God says so. And there's not a thing I could do about it. I know a lot of people that tried suicide and it didn't work. And boy, are they pissed. <laughs> one lady put a gun in her head and she's had 23 plastic surgeries. And that's not fun. But that's what this disease does to us. That's what disease. It says death or insanity and you don't get to pick. And I don't know what's worse, to tell you the truth, because I haven't experienced that yet. But I know what insanity is like. Getting up every day, having to drag that son across the guy. That's the sky, and having to uh, eat when I don't want to eat, and have to eat when I'm already full, and um, and, and just hoping to pass out. And that, that's no way to live. And I, I don't have to live like that, thank God. Um, the reason I mentioned the hospital is that uh, I had a, I was in there 42 days, and I, that's what I had to do to get 30 days. And congratulations, you people, in 30 days, because I don't know how to do it unless you lock me up and feed me. And um, what? And the reason I mention that is because four years and four months later, I went out on a two-day bench, knowing everything that I know. You see, self-knowledge avails me nothing. See, and that's another valuable experience. See, I don't have 20 years this week. I have 15 years. But I have no more reservations or lurking notions that someday I can control and enjoy my food. My, my they, we call them alcoholic foods, binge foods. Things that we're abstaining for. I mean, a lot of it's real obvious. Candy, pizza, ice cream. A lot of that real obvious. The junk food. Garbage food. <clears throat> but everybody has to have their own abstinence is what I found out. When I say sugar and flour, I mean white powder. White refined sugar and flour. You see, and everybody's going to have to find out what they can handle and what they can't handle. And I've heard people say, I've, I've had to change my abstinence over the years. I no longer can have chips or bread, or what I, I used to be able to handle, I can't handle anymore. And that's what we do. We just keep coming back and abstain from certain foods. And, uh, and work the 12 steps with a sponsor. And uh, 
And, and basically, that's what it's all about. I also want to mention I have a, another home group in Nebraska. And uh, the reason I say that is uh, uh, Stacy Carter and Charlie Cifarelli, who's got 32 days today, uh, I work with by phone. And sometimes they come out here, sometimes they go back there. But there's now six abstinent men in the state of Nebraska. Uh, because a guy from here moved there and started uh, getting men into Overeaters Anonymous. So I want to uh, give them credit back there a Tuesday night uh, in Omaha and Sunday afternoon in Lincoln, Nebraska. And uh, we're very lucky here in Southern California to have so much recovery at our fingertips. So many meetings and so, uh, so many kinds of meetings and all the fellowships. And uh, the same principles, the same principles. But I found out that every different obsession or drug or whatever you want to call it, Whatever comes after that word powerless <laughs> is a different fellowship. And that's where I need to be for that particular problem. So, my, uh, my, my, I did the third step with my sponsor, and uh, uh, he gave me uh, 12 days to do uh, a fourth step in the big book with the columns. And the only thing the big book leaves out is the fourth column. What was my part in it? I'll give you an example. I resent my wife because she divorced me. What does that affect? My self-esteem, my pride, my ego, my sex relations. What was my part in it? I was a selfish, self-centered, fat drunk. I was a lousy husband. And uh, what happened in all my relationships, all my resentments, my fear and my sex, all my relationships had one thing in common, me. And I'm a selfish and self-centered person. And a lot of people um, either... Uh, wanted nothing to do with me, uh, maybe not because of my, uh, my, my behavior, the food, or, or the substance, but because of my selfishness and self-centeredness. And, and I say that because I can do that abstinent. I can be the same selfish, self-centered person, uh, losing weight, being abstinent, and, and if nothing changes, nothing changes. And, uh, and that's why I'm here. And the reason I mentioned why did I go out with four years, um, I remember taking a four-year candle and, and four, four months later, planning the binge. I said, that's it. What had happened is my life got real big and OA got real small. I forgot where I came from. And I, I first took bread, but it was that whole wheat bread. It was uh, the right kind of bread. It was different. You see, this time it's going to be different. See, that's my great obsession. This time, I can handle it. See, but I'm busy now. I got, I'm in graduate school, and I got her and it and that, and I'm busy. And uh, besides, I've got AA. <laughs> I've already got, I've heard this a lot, not only me, but I already got a program, and it's much better. <laughs> and so, uh, I had some more eating to do. And, and uh, I'm very grateful it was only two days. Uh, Larry W., who spoke here not long ago, uh, he probably shared with you, he went out with 15 years, was out for 15 years. He gained 100 and lost 100. And he's coming up on three again, and he's doing better than ever. And I love him. I'm thank God he's here because he saved my life when I was new. I'll never forget that. And um, I, I try to eat every kind of sugar and flour I could possibly eat in two days. I'll never forget that. My ears were ringing. And uh, I, I remember sitting in the meeting. I couldn't hear a thing. couldn't hear a thing. And my ears were ringing. And I was just thinking, I've got to try another kind of food. And... Um, and none of it worked. It didn't taste good, didn't feel good, did not do what it used to do. 
it did not stop working. And, and I was devastated. And the third day, I called Larry, and I said, you know what, I've got to start over. I said, I just, I just gained 10 pounds in two days. That was 15 years ago, so imagine how much it has progressed since then. I say, yeah, the disease gets worse, never better. And I'll never forget, the first day back, I went back to my regular abstinent food, and it tasted better than the junk. I'll never forget that. I said, this tastes good. Why did I ever? And so I had to, uh, I had to start over. And so uh, uh, it's called uh, uh, an inventory, a moral inventory. And uh, what comes out of the, an inventory are my character defects and my amends. And that's where I need a sponsor. Uh, my first sponsor said, your first character defect is arrogance. And I thought, where does he get that? And, and, and that's why I need someone else. I say, if you mail me the book, I'm going to die. See, I can't do this alone. The only thing I can do alone today is sex. So I, 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 I need help with everything. Everything. Uh, but he said arrogance is I can tell you what to do, and, but you can't tell me what to do. You see, and that's going to keep me in everlasting ignorance. See, and that's either death or insanity. So I've I got to be open. I've got to be open. I've got to ask God to help me with this arrogance. Because, once again, he told me that only God can remove a character defect and only I can make an amend. See, so I do the footwork and God's in charge of the results. A lot of people are all upset about what's happening to the country. My job is to vote. That's it, baby. Vote and shut up. The rest is up to God. I work the steps, God takes care of me. My job are 12 steps, God's job is to take care of me. And that's what it's all about, you see. He's going to remove, well, I don't know if he's removed these character defects, he's reduced them to more sociable behavior. I, I'm not, we're not saints. And what's the point? The point is we're willing to grow along spiritual lines, you see. And here's another thing. I'm 63 years old, and um I just lost my testosterone, that's all. I'm, you know, 20 years ago, I was no saint either. You see, I'm just, I just got old, that's all. I just calmed down and slowed down. I just can't get away with what I used to. The road gets narrower, that's all. Just, I just can't, you know, I think if I could get away with something, I would. That's been the story of my life. Like the, I think I told you the story about the, the salesman going door to door. You know, and knocking on doors trying to sell. And this little kid answers the door, and he, he's, he's got a cigar and a beer, and he's got brown panties and high heels on him. And the guy says, your mother and father home. He says, whatever you think. And he says, you know, and that's, that's, that, that's, that's you, can't, you can't give me any leeway. I was telling these guys, my, my, my parents had me both 24 and 7. They, if you left me alone for five minutes, I'd get into something. I'm, I'm going to get into something. And they had me playing all the sports and Boy Scouts and church and school. And they, so, I, you know, I was also to uh, remember 20 years ago, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me. In 1962 at this time of year uh, was the, the Cuban Missile Crisis. And the, and the only reason I remember that is because I was playing basketball and I was so exhausted that I, w I went home and I, I just fell asleep. And I woke up the next day and the headlines say, Students riot burn campus. I had slept through the whole thing. And I thought, don't these kids have anything better to do? 
You know, and I, I always hated the hippies and protesters, you know. Get a job, will you? Everybody's out there, you know, stirring up shit. Don't you have anything better to do? And I had this arrogance that just because I slept through it, I was better than you. I wasn't out there causing trouble and causing harm. I was doing something constructive. But I, I got my first semester, I got a 1.2 grade. grade. <laughs> so I went, you know, after that I, I started drinking and then, if my uh, GPA was as good as my BAC, I'd have done a lot better. I was about 20 points higher in my blood alcohol content. <laughs> I went to uh, Fort Lauderdale in the spring. I did a two-and-a-half year off the balcony end of the bush. And uh, wherever I went, I seemed to uh, get in trouble. And so, uh, like I said, at that time, I was able to eat anything I want and get away with it. And uh, I, I never knew I had this until I got sober. I got sober December 15, 1981, and for the first five years, I ran marathons. I tried to control and enjoy my food, and that's my great obsession. And, and uh, if I could still lose 50 pounds every summer, you never would have seen me. That's the God's honest truth. If I could lose 50 pounds every summer, and, and you know what? And here comes Halloween, and, and that's the season, baby. That's, that was the trigger. I would white knuckle it all summer. I'd eat rice, cakes, and fruit, you know, and mm. And uh, but come Halloween, I could relax and eat the way I want to eat. And it's a threefold disease: Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. And, and, uh, and, and Super Bowl and Valentine's Day, and uh, not St. Patty's Day because that's when we get abstinent. <laughs> well, that, that, uh, that I'd have to I have to go on a diet every spring. And it, it, went, it ended up, I was ended up on a diet more months than I was eating. So this thing gets worse, never better. And so, uh, you know, I, and you know what, they told me I had to pay back all the money. And I knew, I knew I was dead there. I couldn't possibly pay back all the money. It took me 15 years to pay back all the money. So anything is possible one day at a time. With God, all things are possible. And I love what they say, the chapter to the we agnostics. I, like, I love it. The, the words in the big book, we agnostics, not you agnostics. Everything is us and we and our, our common welfare comes first. And, and I love that. It, uh, it's all inclusive, never exclusive. And I had a guy call up today and he says, what do you, what do you mean you can have only any kind of God you want? Your concept of any, I don't understand that. I'm baffled. That. What do they mean you can have any kind of God you want? And, and that's basically what they're saying. What is your concept of the higher power you want to be your higher power? Mine is a, a loving and forgiving father. It, it's that simple. Anybody that's a parent would knows that they would literally do anything for their kid. They want a better life for the kid than they had for themselves. Would actually give up their own life for their child's. And uh, that's the way, you know, I know God wants me to be happy, joyous, and free. I know he wants me to... Uh, What's best for me? Now, I say I love what it says. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. You see, because I don't know very much. I'm very, very limited. And at 17, like I said, back in 1962, I had all the answers. Uh, you, you guys should have seen me then. I, I was really something. <laughs> but left to my own devices, I'm left to my own devices. You see. And it says if we can match our will with God's will, he can match calamity with serenity. My, my friends that, are, that got cancer, they're, they're doing pretty good. 
they're, they're doing a lot, of, a lot better than a lot, a lot of other people. This, I think we have the only disease that at 6 o'clock in the morning we know it's going to be a, a, a rotten day. <laughs> if you don't believe me, go to a 7 o'clock meeting. It's, uh, you know, I go to bed and, you know, my, my head, uh, the all talk radio, all bad news all the time. <laughs> It, it yada 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 yada, and then and then I wake up. Then furthermore, it it, it, it doesn't miss a beat. It's just baboom. It's it's right there. All bad news all the time. So I got to get out of bed, <laughs> and uh, I read. I read my literature. I have a lot of twenty-four hour books, and uh, I have one that's uh, it's not any twelve-step program, but I just gave it to my friend with cancer. It says. Um, Around the Year with Emmett Fox. And it, it, like every 24-hour book, it has a, a something just for today. And so I read something new every day in all my books. And then I hit my knees. And I can pray that I can get back up off my knees. Because if you don't die, you get old. And, um, but I, I have prayers. We have third step, seventh step prayers, 11 step prayer, and serenity prayer, and horse prayer. We have all kinds of prayers. And meditation is difficult for me, but I, I do it anyway. And a lot of these things I do out of habit, and I don't want to do, but I do anyway. You know, it's like coming up here. Now, I came up here, and I, got, I made the wrong, I always come early. If you can't be on time, be early. I came up early, and it's a good thing I did, because I went the wrong way, and I says, oh, my God, I can't find a place, so I, it must be on Sunset. And I went over to Sunset, and I, I says, oh, my, I says, God, you're going to have to help me find this place, because you know what? I don't have a cell phone. And I don't have their phone numbers. And I says, the only thing I could do is go home, and the boy, are they going to be pissed. So I just kept driving around, and, and God put me out in front, and, uh, and here I am. So uh, uh, I believe, uh, you know, he handles all things great and small. I'm not afraid to pray for little things, you know. I have a whole list of people I pray for, their, either their health or they're, they're not in recovery, uh, or they're in pain and fear in hospitals and institutions. And uh, and every time I do, I, you know, I ju- I'm just so grateful for what I have, you know, that I'm not in pain and fear and I'm not in a hospital or an institution. I have a lot of freedom today. And, oh, I want to mention, too, is that at 6.30 I have to leave right away, and I don't mean to offend anybody, but there's a, a guy I sponsor has got a year, and uh, he's taking a chip at 7.30 in South Torrance. <laughs> And uh, uh, hopefully I'll get the freeway on the way back. But uh, I'm going to run down there, uh, so I, you know, hopefully I'll be on time and not miss that. Uh, but I, I thank God for all the people he's put in my life. Um, God's timing is perfect. He's never late. And um, if you're having a hard time with God, imagine the time he's having with you. <laughs> and, and, uh, so, you, you can get abstinent if you believe in God. You can get abstinent if you don't believe in God. But you can't get abstinent if you believe you are God. And here's the catch. See? God could have would, God can and will. Being convinced, we're now at step three. You see, it says we stood at the turning point, which could be McDonald's or whatever. We asked his protection with complete abandon. See, it takes a lot of food for me to surrender. A lot of tons of food. It takes tons and tons of food to get here, but only one ounce to leave. Ain't that a bitch? 
cunning, baffling, powerful, patient, and persistent. And it only wants one thing, our last breath. And it, if it can't get me with food, it will get me with something else. It don't, if it can't kill me, it, it, it wants me miserable. That's a, that's a terrible disease to have, and nobody understands it except us. See, we understand it. We know how hard it is to get 30 days. We know. How hard it is to get that first day. Because I, I, I did that twice. And I don't want to do that again. I don't want to be a newcomer. And I don't want to be dead either. You see. So, I, I do. I, you know, like I said, I'm not a saint. I do this because this is our job. Our primary purpose is to carry this message as a result of these steps to the compulsive old reader who still suffers. It's not about my day or my way. And I'll tell you something else, and this is for me. I can only speak for me. My childhood has nothing to do with this disease. You know what made me a compulsive old reader? Food. Tons and tons of food, especially sugar and flour. See, that's... Because, see, I didn't want to even be born. Uh, Sixty-four years ago, I was in my mother's womb, and I had nicotine, caffeine, sugar, and alcohol. And I didn't need anything else, and I didn't need to go anywhere else. And uh, March 8, 1945, uh, I was due, and I I wasn't coming out, and they uh, had to come in and get me. And uh, (laughs) my my poor mother, God bless her, she had a C-section, and uh, even today when I leave the house, I go through the window. And uh, this is the way I, I just came into this world. I came in with a bad attitude. I didn't want what you had. And uh, I, I fought it all the way. And so uh, uh, I, I thank God I'm, uh, I'm alive. I'm here today only by the grace of God. And those 12 steps and all the 12-step program, all the people God has put in my life, either sponsors or people, my sponsors that have asked me for help. And I thank God for that because when somebody comes up and asks me for my for help, my first reaction is, "Oh no, I, I don't have time for this. Per- I can't help this person, and uh, I hope I don't have to help this person." <laughs> so I help the person. I do what I can. All I can do is share my experience. That's all my experience with the twelve steps. The sponsor's job is to take the person through the twelve steps of recovery. That's why they call it a twelve step program. The eleven steps, not extra credit. It's a 12-step program, you see, to practice these principles in all my affairs, you see. And, and so, uh, let me see. Oh, wait, I'll, let me stop, and, and maybe I can answer uh, a question for anybody. Yeah. The question is, uh, how do you handle someone else that's a narcissist? Well, I, I, I applaud the courage that you had to look at your behavior, and he refuses. It's, every, it's everybody else's fault all the time, and he's the ultimate victim. And I have tried for 15 years to do healing with him, and I'll go away and come back and go away and come back, and he's still exactly the same. And I just, I would really appreciate, I mean, I feel like I'm hearing you at exactly the right time because I'm, I'm dealing right now with feeling like I don't know if I can continue that process. And I'd appreciate your thoughts on it. Okay. Yeah, what I'm hearing is no human power. 
And so I used to be an Episcopalian, but now I'm a narcissist. I, I, I found that out with the help of a sponsor in 12 Steps. I'm a narcissist, and, you know, and this is an out-of-self program. Now, the only thing, and I hate to give advice, the only thing I could suggest to you is to go to Al-Anon, because you're powerless over him, and your life's unmanageable. And uh, that it comes to ABC, that no human power but God could and would. And he's going to do what he's going to do. And the main reason I go to meetings is people don't do what I want. So I'm, I, I have, that's what the serenity prayer is all about me. And the only thing I can change is me. And, and so, and, well, I'm a narcissist, I always will be, uh, but I, I have a daily reprieve, and some of the actions I take can get me out of me. It's an out-of-self program. Like coming here, or getting on the phone with you guys, or praying for someone else. It says our, our very lives depends upon our constant thoughts of others and how we can help meet their needs. See, I didn't come up with any of this. This was all taught to me. This is over years, one day at a time, you see. So, the only thing that makes me different is my actions. Because you get me home alone, I'm, you know, I'm outnumbered. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I, that's why I need you and, and, and God that says, uh, you know, kicking the ass is a step forward. So, <laughs> I, I, I need to be kicked in the ass all the time. You know, it's like that little kid left at home. You know, just, and, uh, I, I, you know, I need a sponsor. It's like, um, the blind guy trying to get across PCH with the C&I dog in the, uh, and the dog drags him out in the middle of traffic. And, uh, and the cars, they miss him, but he gets to the other side, and he takes a cookie out of his pocket, and he gives it to the dog. And I said, what are you nuts? He almost got you killed. He says, I just want to know where his mouth is. I want to kick him in the balls. <laughs> so, get yourself a C&I newcomer. <laughs> Let him drag you around the meeting. Uh, uh, any, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, step eleven. Well, actually, it's like all day. Uh, first thing in the morning, like I said, I read my twenty-four hour books, and then I pray. I say my prayers. Uh, I have set prayers, and then uh, usually uh, throughout the day, I ask God to remove the fear or the anger. See, in, in step ten and eleven go together for me, and it says when these things crop up, we ask God to remove them at once. You see, so I'm, I'm lost, I can't find a place, so I'm in fear. And you know why I'm in fear? Because I'm going to look bad. Because I'm not going to show up and they're going to say, Rocky doesn't show up. And you can't count on Rocky, you see, and, and I'm going to look bad. That's been my, always been my, my biggest fear. I didn't care if my team lost as long as I looked all right. <laughs> and, and so, all through the day, if I'm angry, somebody cuts me off or whatever, you know, somebody on TV says something I don't like, you know. God, please take the anger. God, save me from being angry. How can I best serve thee? Thy will not mine be done. All day long. Please take my fear. How can I best serve thee? Thy will not mine be done. Now, um, for me, the meditation I use, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know that I. Be still and know that. And I go down and I count my breaths. I breathe in one, breathe out two. And something about concentrating on my breathing... And breathing calms me down, you see, so that this radio station gets toned down. And then wherever it takes me, sometimes I see like this little bright light coming through the clouds or something. And uh, I don't know what it is, but it feels good. You know, if I hang in there long enough, not every day, when I see that bright light, I don't know, it's just like the sun coming out. 
So I just sit there and I listen. Uh, you know, the, uh, prayer is praying, and uh, prayer is talking, and um, meditation is listening. And the hardest thing for me to do is listen. Be still and know that I am God. Relax. God's in charge. He's working on all our problems as we speak. Let go and let God. God's the answer. What's the question? God could and would. God can and will. There's one who has all power. He's got a monopoly. He's everywhere. And no matter where you go, there he is. If I don't feel close to God, guess who moved? I said... I said I, I said to my sponsor, did, you ever, did God ever desert you? He says, no, but there was times when I had the sense that God had deserted me. But he never deserts us. He is there 24-7. For anything, for all the little things. You want to stop biting your nails, ask God to help you stop biting your nails. What's wrong with that? Is that too much to ask? But I think, wait, he can only handle big things. He can't be bothered with the little things. No. He, can't, he, he knows every one of us. He cares about every one of us. We're all his kids. He doesn't have any grandkids. There's seven billion of us running around this planet. Like ants on a log going downstream all thinking we're staring. You know? And, and here's this power. <laughs> here's this power running the show. And, 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 you know, when I get all upset, I'll say, that's God's job. See, this is my business. Twelve steps, that's my business. There's God's business, he takes care of us. And there's none of my business. What you do is none of your business. What you think of me is none of my business. What I think of you is my business. It's what I do, not what I think. I have to act my way into better thinking. Act my way into better living. My thinker and my eater are broken, and there's no spare parts in the whole universe. The days of wine and roses are over. God bless you.